Welcome to the Pink Lady Against Scammers podcast. Well, hello, everyone. I am excited to have this lovely lady on my podcast today. Her name is Marlis, and she is going to share with us a interesting story. Hi, Marlis. How you doing? Well, Patsy, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and congratulations on your podcast. The information um, you provide to an audience in need of help with predators and being aware of predators is not only admirable, it's entertaining. I listen to your podcast and I, I wish I had heard them before my encounter with Duke. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, then you need to check out my TikTok videos. <laughs> yes, I, I looked at all the photographs you sent me, by the way. He wasn't in those. But so I, I'm in Toronto, um, Ontario, in Canada, and my story is slightly different. Um, I was married for 38 years. I have three adult kids. I'm separated now for two years, and I decided it's time for me to find love that I was lacking in my marriage. Um, I had the blessings of my three kids to leave the marriage, so I did. And after a period of grief over the end of that relationship, I started online dating, knowing nothing about it. Um, my family had a very joyful summer, a wedding, birthdays, new grandchild. I was so immersed in joy and love I let my guard down and I'm a savvy woman I'm not you know I'm not so lonely you know like the moniker all the older women get is oh they're lonely they need love I have a lot of love but I didn't have the uh, knowledge of how sensual I could be um, so I matched on tinder with Duke um, he was a very good looking younger man he said, all of this is what he said. He lived in Connecticut. His Tinder profile said he was 64. I'm 68. Uh, but I'm a youthful and beautiful 68. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you. I recorded and transcribed the Tinder conversation we had. And it raised a couple of, well, more than a couple of red flags. Um, but he sent photos. He said all the right things. He sent photos of himself as a child, of his parents, of himself with his parents, showed it to my girlfriends, all, you know, commenting on the great face, the smile, the teeth, the body. Um, anyway, so I, I sort of thought, okay, well, I'm going to follow this story. I'm a storyteller by nature and, and by profession. So um, we joked that I was a cougar and because I was 16, he was 64. And, and very soon we started talking on the phone, but um, he, we had a Zoom phone call, which I now think was digitally altered, um, image and sound altered. He said he was an architect, a widower, married to the love of his life for 26 years. And now that I, after six years, he was ready to find his soulmate, me. So <laughs> we started discussing his trip to Toronto and when I asked him where he would stay, he said the most astonishing thing. He said, well, we'll decide together and we'll decide where we will stay together. And I thought, whoa, that's really interesting for a man to be that aware that I would not let him stay with me. I didn't know him. So he never made it to Toronto, of course. And I knew this had all the markings 
of a scam. My close friends and my adult daughters counseled me to end the exchanges, but I wanted to follow the story. And Duke had skillfully reawoken all the sensual feelings that had been locked away for so many years. That's a whole other story. We spoke on the phone twice a day. He sent photos of his parents and himself at a young age, and I became, what I say, cautiously giddy. My daughter called me, Mom, you're giddy. Um, red flags popped up again when on September 17th, he claimed he was in Oman, which is a sultanate in near the Arabian Sea. Um, so he said he was working on an industrial building site for a Turkish company. I don't think I should name the company. That's his, fine. His cabin was broken into, of course, and his laptop and tablet were stolen. His situation magically or expectedly <laughs> became more dire. Um, he reported the theft to the Oman police and, and notified his American bank, which as a precaution. <laughs> so with no access to funds, he couldn't pay his workers. His passport was flagged. This is all his story. He believed his associates, his American associates, would come to his aid. They did not, and neither did I. I made it clear to Duke that I would support him emotionally. I saw the ask coming. So I said, I can support you emotionally, but not financially. <laughs> he became flustered on the phone and told me he would never ask me for money. And he never actually did. He asked for a lifeline, for help, but no dollar value. <laughs> when he finally said, babe, I hate that. <laughs> when he finally said, babe, I need a lifeline. I was very explicit, and I said I would not be sending any money. He countered with, I know this is not what you signed up for. Then he announced that following a panic attack, because he was stuck in <laughs> this country, <laughs> he uh, had been hospitalized. He sent me a photograph showing him in a hospital bed, surrounded by really serious-looking hospital but when I examined the photograph more closely, um, the electrical outlet was North America. It was European. You know, it's all different in different countries. It was North America, and I thought, ah, uh, <laughs> I was right all along. And it was it was humorous, and I talked to my friends, and, I, and we all had a good laugh. But. Um, I told him then at that point, you were done. He said, do not write me, do not call me, do not email me. I had his email address or someone's email address. And all he wrote back was, okay. Like I busted him, he knew it, but he had invested six weeks of his time romancing. Yeah. So, and probably other women at the same time. But here's the thing, I was not a victim in a legal sense. So the FBI, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, they had no crime to investigate. There was an attempt, but I wasn't, I didn't lose anything. So here, here's what I want. I want to know who this 
person is behind the scam and who the oh so very good looking man in the photos was. I did fall for him, red flags and all, with eyes almost completely wide open. I didn't lose money, but for a short time I lost a little bit of my heart for this skill to this skillful scammer. I have much more detail on the extent of the intricate psychology and conversations that led to this crescendo. So I'm now still on dating sites. I am finding men who still want to scam, uh, listening to your podcast. It, it's pretty amazing. And I, I sort of understand the boilerplate rooms with the guys calling up saying, I've got land in California. <laughs> so yes. Yes. You can see where it's going to lead, but this you can't because there was so much quote unquote personal information uh, provided. One of my friends is a bit of a sleuth, and she said this guy has no digital footprint, and we're all trying, you know, trying to find him. Nothing, nothing. Nobody in Connecticut couldn't get to the companies that he said he worked with. So really. My motivation is not, I mean, I, there's a bit of vitriol there, but that little bugger, he's a, you know, and he's doing this to women who fall for it. This is probably how this guy makes a living. And I would love to be involved in shutting him down because the, the women who have lost, and as you know from your podcast, tens of hundreds of thousands, they don't deserve that. It's not their fault. They're not stupid. They're just, I, I don't know what they are just, but the whole scam is not just. And so those scum buckets, you know, yes. all <laughs> I refer to them as boneheads. Um, on TikTok, you can't really say scammer too much because you get put in jail, TikTok jail and stuff. So I refer to them as boneheads. This guy from the story you told me, he's very smooth. Now, very did you actually, you talked to him on the phone, right? Twice a day. Does he have an accent? Did he sound American? He did not sound American. He had a very deep voice. He sounded European. Like he would pronounce this as tis or thigh as tie. Okay. So very, very European. He said he was from Sweden originally. Okay. Not, not a Swedish accent. <laughs> well, you know, the hospital pick, that's not the first time that that's been done. I've had, uh, you know, TikTok friends, hey, look at this picture. He's showing it like he's getting an IV or what, you know. I mean, I actually, somebody sent me a picture the one time and my best friend's a nurse. And I had said, does this look legit to you? <laughs> there was another instance where I could hear rain pouring pouring rain and, and it was the same day that the rain in new york was a flash flooding in brooklyn and i thought this felt it felt to me intuitively and i'm i'm pretty good intuitively it felt to me like he was in new york um and i said what's that noise and he said oh it's raining here and it's really hot and humid and he immediately changed the subject so i right away typed in uh google uh What's the weather in Oman? Hot and dry. It's a desert. <laughs> so he got caught, you know, but I never, I never said to him, you're an effing liar. And, you know, until the very end, because I really wanted to see it. And I thought, maybe I should write a, a play about this. Like this, this could be a really good 
TV show because I have developed television before. Yeah. Um, did you ever video chat with him or was it just strictly a phone call? It was, there was one Zoom call and it was him. It was his voice, the voice that I heard every day on the phone. But his, his mouth looked a little weird, like it was being digitally manipulated. Have you heard of that? Yes. Actually, somebody just posted one of my people that I uh, work with, kind of. Um, they posted a video where it's AI is becoming a big thing. And you looking at it, you can kind of see the lips are different, plus the, the accent doesn't really look like it would fit an American um, but you've got to look really close so that may be what he did AI is becoming a very heavy a newly heavy used thing now on all this which is bad because <laughs> you know if you have someone who isn't as savvy as you or I you might think oh he's really talking to me um, but other people may think well no we video chatted da -da, you know so it's it's just another thing we got to um, deal with and educate, you know. And I think that's why I wanted to talk to you, because there are many other people who have lost a husband to death. And I'm, I'm a grief counselor, too. That's my volunteer thing. And older women are really lonely and they really want. And it's not just love. It's that they want to feel that they have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. <clears throat> That guy does it and takes them and makes them pay for it. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, as I said, the boiler room there, I get those guys, this guy, he puts so much effort into it. I mean, he would say things like, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to being with someone who understands commitment and wants to build something special. Um, and I tried to put him off a couple of times because of all the family function I was, I was, uh, involved with. And he says things like, it doesn't really take away the ability for somebody to love you and give back love to someone from you. You can be with them and still be emotionally connected to someone else. Regardless, he said, I'm not trying to steal you away from them, just your heart. Well, he's good. He's really good. That's he awesome. is good. <laughs> yeah, he knew what to say, how to say it. Um, <clears throat> Grammar-wise, when I guess you started texting, how was the typing? Like the type, because that's the first you no know, red flag is how awful the grammar and the spelling is. And perfect, he was. Yeah, it was almost sometimes I thought. There's a younger, different person typing. And sometimes it would be back to what I was used to. So the grammar was okay. It wasn't like there was this guy in Nigeria typing to me. It was yes, yes. And the way he phrased sentences, um, you know, but there, the, some of the other flags, when I told him that I had a commitment to uh, facilitate a grief group that night, say things like, well, why don't you ask me? Because I know all about it, having lost my wife for 26 years. I would send him a question and he'd ignore it. So like, it's bullshit. You know, I call bullshit. I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this guy was from Tinder. Did you find him or did he find you? He found me. And what I said to him at the beginning, <clears throat> so, uh, 
you live in Connecticut. I don't see how a long distance relationship can work. I'm in Toronto, but you seem like a nice man. So he said, I am a nice man who's willing to move heaven and earth to be with a woman I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. Whenever I get all this sweet talk stuff, I'm just like, ah, I'm going to puke. <laughs> so so then I said, okay, we can keep talking a little bit, but I didn't give him my number right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he heard, I think it was right after I was honest and I said, I look, I was a television producer and then I owned a property management company that I sold eight years ago. So right away he realizes I'm independent yeah. and I'm not, you know, so they, they look, I guess they look for the money source first and then they continue. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> but you got his number. <laughs> you got him. I love it. Mason thinks I was crazy for, and I sent you pictures of him. So you know what a good looking man. Yeah. Yeah. But again, part of me thinks I was crazy for doing it. But the other part of me thinks I followed the story and, you know, I have other stories to tell and who knows what's going to happen. And maybe I can help some women who have you know, just to reclaim their dignity, because that's what gets lost. Mm-hmm. One's dignity. Yeah. And they don't talk about it. Yeah. Well, this, the blog started out as a hobby um, in 2016. And I didn't want to date, but I was curious about online dating. <clears throat> so I set up a profile on Match.com and the very first guy was a smooth talking sweet talker. And my first instinct was, ooh, you don't know me. <laughs> You know, but then I had somebody at work because I showed her his picture. She goes, is he in the military? Yes, he's a scammer. You know, so she explained it all to me. I did my own research. But then this was something that kept happening, kept happening. And then on Twitter and Instagram. And um, I mean, it's I learned a lot. And now it's kind of become a passion project for me. You know, I didn't lose any money. I never sent any money. I don't have any money. (laughs) But um I just, you know, and, and, and like on my TikTok lives, I try to just say, look, I can't get your money back, but I'm a good listener. I'm, I'll talk to anybody on the phone. I can, will definitely make you laugh because laughter is the best medicine. And I'll remind you at the end that you're just an awesome, phenomenal person and don't let this tear you down. And now that you've learned all this, you can help someone else so that it doesn't happen to them, you know, and I'm all about <clears throat> supporting the woman or man, um, being there, be a good listener. I can't, like I said, I can't get your money back, but I will build you up to make you remember what an awesome person you were once, and you're going to be that again. Yeah, and that's why I reached you because I could sit, I sensed it in your the way you talk to your guests, the way you talk to your interviews, um, that you're real and you're compassionate and you're, you've got a lot of empathy. And that's what I was looking for, that kind of platform to tell the story. Mm-hmm. I hate that women feel so torn down. It's so not right. It's so not fair. And with your platform, you know, you are spreading the word. And, you know, God bless. That's great. <laughs> Although I don't think some, I'm assuming it's scammers. They're going after my Instagram account for my Pink Lady account. Um, the one weekend it got reported and then you have to do this verification process and I did it and that happened like six or seven times the one weekend 
And then it was, it can, I'm like, I'm going to keep, because I made a, a video about it. I just said, hey, you know, and I was nice and I was funny and I was polite. And all I got to do is just uh, do re-verification, blah, blah, blah. Well, last week, you know, it happened again and they changed the verification process. Okay. They, so they want me to do this little video and I did what they wanted. It wouldn't upload. <clears throat> so there was an Instagram issue. Um and then I went online like a couple of days later on my computer instead of my phone. It just wanted me to upload a picture. Okay, I did that. And then again, I got a weird error. But now all of a sudden it says, oh, well, we're looking at it, you know, which was the message I used to get saying, hey, we're, get, we're looking at it. And then once we verify your account, you'll get it back. But it's been a couple of days since I've seen that message. So I, in the meantime, I created a second one, but um you know, like I said, we don't know who's going after it. One of my followers had said it might be scammers because the scammers are there's several of us that work together on TikTok and, you know, they make comments on my videos. I block them and then I remove the comment because it doesn't need to be there. Um, little stuff like that. So my best friend said, well, obviously you're making an impact because they're coming after you. <laughs> so I'm like, bring it. You know, you don't know who you're dealing with. <laughs> You have to be careful too, because there are really evil intentioned people out there. Yeah, and gotta be aware of that as well. Yeah, you know, the stuff that TV movies are made of. I'm telling you, it's like it's a lifetime movie. <laughs> and if I could, I have a girlfriend who I've worked with that we produced a, a movie called The Shower. Oh, many years ago. And she directs, she's a director, and I'm, I've got a meeting with her coming up to talk to her about my other projects that I have. But this is, you know, this is so worthwhile. And, you know, not being too afraid, which I'm not. One of my friends said, you know, you should get your private investigator's license. But I don't do TikTok. I'm not internet savvy. But, um, you know, I hire people to do that. You know, I'd, I'd rather pay somebody to do it than yeah. to try and do it myself. Um, but I don't know, you know, this, this whole thing is just, it's so disheartening for, for me to, to stand by and know that this is going on. Yeah. I'm this savvy and, oh, so savvy. Very, very, um, <clears throat> I always tell, you know, people ask what, you know, what's your, what, um, I'll get it out. What, um, dating app would you recommend? I said, well, I don't recommend any. But if you're going to join them, be careful, be cautious. Don't talk to a guy that doesn't live in your town. You know, I mean, plenty of fish, also known as plenty of fakes. Um, that was a big one. And it's like they say they're from St. Louis and then, oh, well, I'm over here, actually. And, you know, and I'm like, that would be your first thing you got to look for. If they don't live in your town, don't waste your time, you know. Um, the other thing we always talk about on TikTok is, hey, when you were a little kid, mom always said, don't talk to strangers. It applies now as well. Yeah, except that now this is the way to get dates. You know, and I don't care. If I, I'm dating some decent men from Toronto now, and uh, it's okay. Before this, re this all happened, I was doing a writing workshop with a woman who was leading it, and she said, you know, my boyfriend's coming to pick me up. I said, you have a boyfriend? She said, yeah, I left the 32-year marriage and I went on Tinder. And, you know, to, and she was determined to find a boyfriend. And she said, now he and I both do online dating workshops. So I signed up for her workshop and it was really, 
really helpful. But before I could take the workshop, I started fooling around on Tinder and swiping. And wow, guys with snakes around their necks, tattoos, up the nose, holding fish. And these are some of the tips that this that they gave you. Like, don't go to their house, have coffee during the day. And now that's my stand. Don't, I don't drink, so I'm not going to make you first thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I pass. I'm past that stage. <laughs> I'm but drinking. The dating workshop is a great idea, and maybe it's something you can, you know, I. I'm going to ask you about that when we we're done here. I would be <clears throat> very interested to have them on my podcast. I oh. like to promote um, good stuff. You know, I had a a guy a few weeks ago who created a dating app for introverts. And so I had him on and um, I like to, if I find something that sounds, I think is great, I'm happy uh, to bring them on here and talk about it and give them a little promotion, you know. Well, I'm going to look her, look her up and I'll, I'll send you her contact information. I'm doing another writing course with her in November. Oh, cool. The first course was focused on my childhood and and there were 10 women in the room who go away and write and then she does us one at a time and helps us and we, at the end of this the weekend we all read our pieces this piece i'm working on is the end of my marriage leading into online dating and this guy it's so gonna be I'll, good i'll have a nice piece and i'll send it to you when it's done oh, i would love to read it i would love to read it um yeah is there anything else you want to throw out there to everybody anything you want to plug or just your own opinion about something or anything else no just uh, just to the women who have been hurt you know it, it's time to let it go it's really not your fault uh these people men and women they are trained to prey they are predators and yes you might be lonely yes you might be uh, mourning a loss but stay sharp stay vigilant because these guys are bastards and they'll take you if you let them don't let them you can walk away with your head held high and knowing that you outwitted these guys and that's that's a lot you know, haha, you didn't get me. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's it. <laughs> well, cool. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming by and telling your story. I can't wait uh, for this to go out because I know a lot of my TikTok followers are going to want to listen to it and everybody else in the world. So, okay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Marlis as much as I did. I found her to be very inspiring, someone that is easy to talk to, and her story was fascinating. And even though she found out he was a scammer, did not send him money, she still kept a positive attitude. So when you guys are trying the dating sites and you run into boneheads like the Duke. Um, don't let it get you down. Just as I always say, rock them, sock them, block them. Move on, be cautious, but keep a positive attitude. That's what I always try to do about everything is try to keep that positive attitude. And I hope someone is out there 
if you're looking for someone. I do. And I think it can happen. Just be cautious. Okay. Um, I'm going to hopefully hear from Marlis again, maybe in a few months, she'd come back on and we'll talk some more. She's just fascinating lady. Very fascinating. Love her positivity. Love her. Just love her. Um, so that's it for now. Um, be sure you follow me on TikTok, Pink Lady Against Scammers. And also, as I said in my last episode, if you want to get a Christmas card from the Pink Lady, all you have to do is email me at patsypodcast at att.net with your name and your mailing address, and I will send you out a Christmas card. You have until December 1st to do that. I do mail cards worldwide so that's not an issue so send me your email address i want to send you a christmas card and then that christmas card will also be the new 2024 calendar so anyway thank you so much for joining me again i appreciate each and every one you one of you i love you and remember they don't love you they love your money